Okay. <laughs> Hi. Remember to talk into your microphone this time. I know. I scolded him for being too quiet. You would think after 70-something episodes I'd learn how to do this, but now I don't know. I scolded myself for mumbling. I feel like I mumble too much. I'm going to try talk slower and more clearly. You say slower? Slower and more clearly. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Any hoozles. Just kidding. Um, hi. Welcome to... Why do we own this DVD? Why do we own this DVD movie? Even Carmen Sandiego doesn't know the answer to that. This is the podcast where we talk about our... We being um married couple. <laughs> which we never established that either. We didn't? Well, we maybe in one episode. Oh, oh. I'm Diane. That's Sean. We talk about our DVD collection that we have assembled over the years. A lot of these were bought in the beginning. 77 episodes and you're going in-depth in the I intro. I am, yeah. I don't know. Um, but tonight we are talking about the 1999 teen comedy, 10 Things I Hate About You. I So you've loved this movie. Yes. As For as long I as I, I know. I saw it in the theater with... Uh, the roommates in college. I was in college when this came out. I hadn't seen it. Um, March 31st, 1999. If that date is familiar to any of you, it is also the same day that The Matrix came out. Hmm. Which Ma- one was bigger? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, i uh pretty sure I saw this in the theater with uh, like Elizabeth and Rebecca, uh, roommates of mine. Um, I think I've only seen it. Maybe this might have this might have been my second time seeing no it. No way, you've seen maybe it more than that. Time. So you never saw it in the theater. No, and I never bought it on DVD. <clears throat> well, I sure did. And I only watched it because I think you were you made me watch it or something. Probably when <clears throat> we were in our Night's Tale phase. Maybe I was like, dude, you gotta see him in his like first movie. And I remember I I enjoyed it, you know, enough. The first couple times, and then last night I realized how much I like this movie because I—it's pretty great. I mean, I and I do love Shakespeare. I've read a lot of Shakespeare, but sure, I never read *Taming of the Shrew*. I realized. Yeah, I, I haven't either. I know of *Taming of the Shrew* a little bit, but it was nice to just all of a sudden be aware of all the Shakespearean references. Th- Scattered throughout the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I I just, for whatever reason, I never paid attention to it before. I'm trying to see. Eh, it's really hard to find. I mean, Heath Ledger's Wikipedia page is, oh, it's like a novel. And I can't even find like a filmography section. I know there's a. I'm trying to see if this was his first movie. Wasn't this his first American <clears throat> movie? <clears throat> I think this was his first American movie. Would you just give me a filmography wiki? God. I I don't know. Um I don't know. I know he was on yeah, that. Yeah, this was Heath Ledger's first American movie. 
right there. Okay. I I was just looking for the word filmography. And now I'm on the toxo- toxicology report. Great. What were you saying about Shakespeare? Well, I mean, there's <laughs> there's a handful of... Well, there's a, there's a million small, like, Shakespearean references throughout the movie. And then there's mm-hmm. a few... There's a handful of lines that I picked out. Others, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sure others went sure. right past me, but... Mm-hmm. Like... I, I mean, burn, it's very lightly based. I on... burn, I pine, I perish. That's, sure. Even if you didn't know Shakespeare, you know that that's not that had teens, to have been from something. Late nineties teens don't usually talk you like know. that. Yeah. And I think that line comes direct from Taming of the Shrew. Does it? You don't know. You can pretend <sighs> it does. Look. Ugh. So this movie was directed by Gil. I don't know if it's Junger or Younger. I think I it's Younger. Yeah. Gil Younger, who I'd never heard of, and I don't know what else he's done. I looked at his filmography, his director, what's it called? Direct Directorial debut? What? I, director filmography? His is filmography. A, is there another word for that? Directorography? Okay, I'm going to stop. Wow. And it's, I not, didn't really, it's not an actorography. And I didn't really recognize anything else he's done. Very small. But this is probably his biggest hit. I, I don't I don't know his filmographies. I don't oh, know. I, didn't... I would assume it's his only hit. <laughs> as far as I know. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I I burn, I pine, I perish is a direct line from Taming of the Shrew. Oh, it is. Okay. And even like a cruel to be kind is a Shakespearean line. It's from Ham Hamlet, I think. Hamlet. Okay. Let's say Hamlet. But the song is Nick Cave. Which is pulled from Shakespeare. <laughs> okay. But I mean, but all the like all the names, the school is Padua. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heath Ledger's character's name is Verona, right? His last Pat- name is Patrick Verona. Verona, and then there's Cat and Bianca Stratford. Cat and Bianca are from shit. Are they from Macbeth? No, not from Macbeth. I don't want to spend the whole but yeah, podcast are, talking about what's from Shakespeare. They're Shakespearean, and of course Stratford from Stratford upon, upon Avon. Yeah, which I didn't pick up on until. <laughs> I picked up on it 20 years know- ago, but okay. I didn't even notice. Well, yeah. Anything else? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, screenplay was written by Karen. I don't know these people. Two chicks, Karen McCullough Lutz and Kirsten Smith. It's a modern, as we said, modernization of William Shakespeare's uh, comedy, Taming of the Shrew. Uh, retold in a late 90s American high school setting. And this movie is definitely late 90s. Whew. The fashion, the music. It's very late 90s. And it made me very nostalgic for that time. 1999, I wasn't a teenager. I was 20, uh, but close enough. And so I'm like, I mean, I felt, I don't know if it's just because the times I'm so overwhelmed with constant internet and phone and news i was like oh look they don't have phones to distract them yeah they're just you know reading a book (laughs) or drawing or doing homework (laughs) and it's so nice to not see fucking phones in their hands you know it made me wish that i didn't have a fucking phone as i'm holding an ipad and i just got a a spam text that says let's do something hot nice god who gets spam texts God. Good music in this movie. Great. God damn it. 
Yeah, very late 90s, though. Very oh, yeah. of its time. Oh, yeah. But good music because... The best of the 90s uh, music. <laughs> we have, a, like, a mashup. We have, like, a super group of, like, Letters to Cleo and Save Ferris, two of your favorite, like, chick bands in mm-hmm. the world. Sure. Um, So filming, most of it took place in the Seattle area. Um, The high school was shot at um, Stadium High School in Tacoma. Um, a place you probably won't get closer to Hogwarts than this school because it looks like a fucking castle on a cliff. Is it a private school? I don't know. God, Stadium High School, school sounds looks, public. It it's does, a public but... high school in Tacoma. God damn it. That school is amazing. And a historic landmark. That school is just an architectural wonder. It's beautiful. It will, yeah. And the stadium itself, like the football stadium, uh-huh. soccer stadium. Is, it's in that. Well, it's a bowl. It's in that, you know, Roman-esque... Yeah, they call it a bowl. Coliseum. So it's a bowl stadium. It's amazing. Yeah, if you want to look up, the, it's got the whole history of that school and everything. But they don't have a marching band. Oh, they are the Tigers without a marching band. That marching huh. band in the movie came from Lincoln High School. Oh, okay. Sure. Neat. Anyway, it's a very cool school, and it's a very cool part of the movie. Because it, you're just like, Jesus Christ, is that Hogwarts? Is that school near the coast? It looks... Well, you can see water. You can see water. Yeah. Right? Okay, I wasn't imagining it. I'm gonna Unless it's just a fucking lake, it. but um, the Black Lake, perhaps. <laughs> no, you can see water, so okay. I assumed it's... Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was misremembering it or not. Um, And so our cast, uh, Julia Stiles as Katerina Cat. Mm-hmm. Stratford. Um, she's antisocial, shrewish. Mm-hmm. The older sister, they call her the shrew. Um, she's, yeah, antisocial, kind of crabby. Doesn't want to, don't need no man. She's a, <laughs> she's a early feminist for her age group, I think. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, wants to go to Sarah Lawrence. Um, Likes her indie chick rock. And she's pushing for female writers in her literature mm-hmm. class. And... Yeah, yeah. And her sister, Bianca, played by Larissa. Do we figure out how to say her last name? Mm-mm. Olenek? Sure. That sounds right. I'll say Larissa, um, who I know from Secret World of Alex Mack and The Babysitter's Club. She played Don Shaper. I don't know her from anything other than this, but oh, she's cute as hell. She's very cute. Yeah. She's the younger sister. She's very social. She's the complete opposite of Kat. I think Kat. she's like actually like three months younger than Julia Stiles. Oh, she's. She definitely, I think she's a freshman, sophomore. She's a sophomore. Julia Stiles is a senior. Mm-hmm. Her, well, they're characters. Um, she's the complete opposite of her sister. She's very social. Lots of friends. Popular. She sort of wants to stereotypical, date. like. Just bubbly. bubbly and But not girl. like mean popular girl. She's. You know, she's not one of those. She's also a cheerleader too, right? Wasn't no, she? I didn't Was see she her in a cheerleading oh. outfit. No. Um. And all Bianca wants to do is go out on dates, mm-hmm. and their dad, played by Larry David, who I mean, sorry, <laughs> Larry David, Larry Miller. Um, it's fucking hilarious. Single, I love Larry Miller. I know you do. God damn it! Uh, single dad. Hello, Katerina. Make anyone cry today? Sadly, no, but it's only 
obstetrician, so he's super <laughs> overprotective of his daughters because he sees young girls have babies all the time. What are the two house rules? Number one, no dating till you graduate. Number two, no dating till you graduate. That's it. <sighs> Daddy, that's so unfair. All right, you want to know what's unfair? This is for you two. This morning, I delivered a set of twins to a 15-year-old girl. Do you know what she said to me? I'm a crack whore who should have made my skeezy boyfriend wear a condom? Close. But no. She said, I should have listened to my father. She did not. So the rule ends up being, okay, you can date when your sister dates and she's... Old rule out. New rule. Bianca can date when she does. <laughs> but she's a mutant. What if she never dates? Then you'll never date. Oh, I like that. And I'll get to sleep at night. The deep slumber of a father whose daughters aren't out being impregnated. Appalled because Cat will never date because Cat doesn't want to because all the boys at that school are dumb. Except for one, two. But but one for Cat. What are you looking at me for? No, I mean, most of the guys we see are just... Pretty in, awful. In some way, the worst. <sighs> they're, they're one extreme or the other. They're either a complete asshole... Or a complete dork. So, uh, the one boy. <laughs> Sounds weird to call him a boy. He's like a man. <laughs> so, Patrick Verona, played by Heath Ledger, the kind of stereotypical bad boy, mm-hmm. is hi- um, hired by um, well, a few people, two different sides. He's hired by Hot Rod Joey. Joey and then Cameron and Michael. Yeah. Cameron and Michael are, well, Cameron, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is new at the school, doesn't have any, doesn't know anyone. Michael, played by David Krummeltz, uh, shows him around the first day, they become friends. Cameron sees Bianca and is smitten. Mm. I burn, I pine, I weep, whatever he says. I burn, I pine, I perish. Bianca Stratford, she's a soft. I burn, I pine, I perish. Perish. Michael's like, yeah, good luck. You're never going to date her. A, she can't date, and why would she date you? Um, and then there's Hot Rod Joey, who played by Andrew Keegan, who is... He's perfect in this role. He's perfect in this. He's so good. He's so awful. Like, he's just... a. Uh, he's not like a mean jock. He's, he's dumb as rocks. He's a... Uh, he's a model. He's a he's a is it he's a Sears model. He's the pretty boy. I mean, he and pretty, he yeah. embodies every aspect of that kind of yeah. stereotype. Like he's an asshole, but not but he's dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's not a conniving. I don't know. He's not smart enough to be evil. Yeah, he's just <clears throat> dumb. Are you lost? <laughs> so he wants to date Bianca as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he. He finds out that Bianca can't date until Kat can. So he pays well, Patrick. Well, because Michael and Cameron sort of come up with this plan to sort of double. They sort of, what's the, what am I looking for? I don't Words. know, but I can hear your sinuses. They sort <laughs> of, they, they set him up to kind of pull a double blind on him. Okay. They're like, we're. Here, you pay off this guy to date Cat. That'll free up Bianca for you. But 
I'm, what I'm not telling you is that we're going to have my friend try to date Bianca as well. Okay. It's kind of, it's kind of a race. Okay. You know, between Hot Rod, Joey, and Cameron. Mm-hmm. So I, like, ask Bianca, uh, Bianca out first. So. <clears throat> which is why, which is where Joey gets the idea in the first place to okay. pay off. Yeah. So he pays Heath Ledger. Heath is like, okay, fine, whatever. No one, he, uh, his character is very mysterious. No, he was not at that school the year before. Mm-hmm. Everyone said he was in jail. For like killing someone or all these rumors. Turns out he was taking care of his grandfather. Right? Yep. Yeah. Making him spaghettios every yeah. day. So he starts getting Kat's attention. She's like, Ugh, no, but um, she slowly warms to him. Well, he's overburdened with uh, self confidence. Yes, very he, much. He so. has seemingly limitless amounts of. He follows her around. He ends up in the same place as she is, like at that concert and. Uh, I mean, he's overly charming. He's very charming. And I mean, how, who could resist? No one. That even I was like, oh, please date me. I would date you too. But so <laughs> is I mean, so is Cameron. Cameron is a is. I mean, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm not gonna. He's a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very cute. In the, always, I mean, in the in the you know in the most common way i mean just Mm -hmm. and it's you can't fault him i mean he's 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 adorable yeah and well you want him to end up with bianca because like and you want the nerd you want the nerd to win and yet you're like dude grow some balls hurry (laughs) up (laughs) and especially you compare him to patrick which yeah yeah and and even the the self-confidence that joey has which is smarmy and cocky. Yeah. I'm like, just take a little bit of that. You know, yeah. but he's he's a little too meek to start off with. And because Bianca finds him cute, but you know, not not, you know, intriguing. But in we any know way. at least we know his intentions are decent as opposed yeah. to well, Joey, yeah, yeah. who just wants to yeah. nail Bianca. Gross. Nail. I don't know. <laughs> Sure, in 1999, they use that word. Sure. Um, Kat has a friend, played by Susan May Pratt. I love her so much. Mandela. Does she really exist? She's such a dork. Oh, is that a is that a thing? Like, no, I just thought oh. of it. I'm smart. Um, yeah, she also, she is... Obsessed with Shakespeare. She's one of those like Renaissance Fair friends that <laughs> you have. Such a you're like she's such a delicate. Yeah. Um, she's also in center stage. And she she plays anorexic girl. Oh, in center stage, and she ends up quitting ballet because it doesn't make her happy. That sounds vaguely. Familiar. She's very thin, so she can play that character, I guess. Whatever. But, but she's like Cat's only friend, really. Yeah, and even she's kind of sick of Cat's like. Well, and she just she just goes along with whatever Kat says because it's harmless and it's you know, yeah. And she's like, "Oh, are we still being you know feminist that kind of thing? Oh, are we still angry? Yeah, yeah." Um, Bianca's best friend Chastity, played by uh, a young but yet way older than me, Gabrielle Union. <laughs> when was I was going to see how old she is? I think she was twenty eight. God damn, she's born in nineteen seventy two. She's so, got yeah, seven she years like, on me. 
um, playing a, yeah, whatever. I can't do math. But she is uh, kind of an airhead. I don't want to say two. Well, she's, no, she's like a very low-key, like the smart friend for Bianca. She's smart? Oh, Oh, yeah. She's she's very clever and she's keeping it low-key. Whelmed? Because when the tide turns. She's quick to. To... She's out for number one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So she's more than willing to cut Bianca loose. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the other adults, we have Alice and Janney as Miss Perky. God damn it, she's amazing. The guidance counselor and writer of erotic literature. <laughs> she's fucking hilarious because... She's so good. It's so funny that she did this the same year as American Beauty. <laughs> you compare their roles. Oh, my God. I mean, if there was ever a question if Allison Janney has range, I mean, there you go. There, look, look at, at nineteen. Look at nineteen ninety nine, <laughs> and then um, Daryl Mitchell as Mr. Morgan. Chill, Daryl. Chill, yeah. Mitchell. So he's in a wheelchair. Yep. Now he. It was weird to see him walking around. Yeah, he's not the English teacher, and he's so um, good. So fucking funny. He he just can't. He hates his students, <laughs> and he doesn't even hide it. He's like, I'm so sick of you. Well, he hates Joey the most. He hates Joey. He um, hates he hates white people complaining about their problems. And he hates being <laughs> I he he puts on airs that he hates being challenged by Kat, but I think he really likes it. Yeah. Because it shows that she's involved. That mm-hmm. she's yeah. that she actually cares. Out of my she's class. <laughs> the one that cares about this class. Out. Perkies. Perkies. <laughs> um of course the uh, David Leisure as Mr. Chapin. He's only in one scene. He's the girls' soccer team coach. Uh-huh. Um, just more like a cameo. Is I think, he for this? Him. Is he either the PE teacher or just the soccer coach? It says coach of the soccer team. Okay, because I know there was like a PE teacher doing the archery and stuff, and who gets shot in the ass. <laughs> but I don't know if that was. I also don't know David if that Leisure. was him. Um. Yeah. So. Kat and Patrick start to, she starts to warm up to him. He wants to stop taking the money because mm-hmm. he's starting to fall for her. Yeah. Um, Cameron is tutoring Bianca, he, even though he doesn't know French. Even though Joseph Gordon-Levitt speaks French fluently. <laughs> oh, he does? Yeah. Aw, so he's pretending he didn't. Cute. And he's trying to get her to like him even though she's hung up on joey eat me donner um then they go the turning point is when they go to bogey lowenstein's um razor what's a what's a bogey lowenbrow (laughs) (laughs) um it's supposed to be uh bogey lowenstein is a you know future nba club member Um, it's supposed to be like a a wine a wine or cheese I'm sure it's a seltzer and cheese party, I'm sure. Yeah. It's a cheese and of course, party. The word gets out, you know, Cameron and, and Michael spread the word that it's actually gonna be a Was that them who made the flyers? Yeah. The free beer. Okay. Yeah, free I, free beer. I missed that. They yeah. let it out to the whole school, so the whole school shows up to Bogey's house and trashes the place. Becomes like a kegger. Um It's like an instant kegger. And it's that's kind amazing. of the moment Bianca realizes that Joey's kind of a dick. He's too self absorbed. Yeah, because he's doing his model shots. Yeah. Okay, this is the tube sock. And she's like completely bored and just... She's so bored. Good. She yeah. should be. Um, Cameron's kind of 
pissed. He's there, but then he sees that she's with him, so he's kind of pissed. I think he was. Did but, he have plans to meet her at the party? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Know. It doesn't matter. Um, but she he gives her a ride home because Joey ends up taking Chastity home or yep. to the next party. Yep. And she's like so bored. She's like, oh, gee, can't. Sorry. Um. Cat is at this party because she promised um, their dad she would go. That's the only reason why Bianca can go. Mm-hmm. And um, she gets wasted at this party. And she can dance. God she, damn. Well, you know, save the last dance. Well, that's how she got that job. Of course. She can dance. And she, and I, we, I, no, I said this to you last night. She plays such a good drunk. Because... Mm-hmm. I know exactly how she felt. <laughs> she, her bad, like it's not even over exaggerated. It's exactly what it's like when you've had way too much. She's so good. Um, she gets drunk because. Well, I think. Um, well, she hates Joey. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She's pissed that her sister is hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. She keeps taking shots. Patrick's there trying to stop her. Well, he's he at first he's there just to kind of babysit her because. All of a sudden, she starts drinking. Yeah. Um, she only stops because she's dancing on top of a table, and she smacks her head on the lamp, the yeah. light post, or the whatever the like hell the it is. chandelier on it. Yeah, she knocks knocks herself out. Um, and then he so takes to save her, her from death by concussion, he yeah takes her out, makes sure she doesn't yeah. you know pass out, and then she pukes, and um, that's kind of a turning point for them too. Yeah. Um. It. It was almost a moment where she tries to kiss him and he turns her down. So then she gets pissed. She gets pissed. But then but, um, he wins her back. Well, with the song. Yeah. You're just too good to be true. Sings in the stadium. Pays the marching band to play that song. And she's like, holy shit. This is insane. But which, maybe you're not that bad. I mean, that, so that scene where he's dancing on the steps. Yeah. I haven't seen Joker yet. Oh, yeah. Someone mentioned that on my Facebook. He dances on the steps. That's weird, huh? 20 years later. (laughs) And only one is around. Boo. And I don't want to see another one. Even though I probably will watch it someday. I, it's streaming now, isn't it? Yeah, it's on HBO. I may, I may watch it. That looks really good. Whatever, male insult. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he gets attention because of this, but she gets him out by flashing the soccer coach. By flashing Joey Suzu. <laughs> um, so that's when you know, like, okay, their relationship seems pretty solid because they go mm-hmm. on the paddle boats and then they uh, the paintball and they kiss. And, um, and... Meanwhile, prom is coming up. Cameron wants to take Bianca, but dad is like, you know, you can't go unless Kat goes. And Kat's like, no, I'm not going to prom, Mm -hmm. even though Patrick asked her. Because it's her super feminism kicking in where it's a... She doesn't want to go to that shit. It's a... Stupid ritualistic dance. Stupid mating ritual. It's a, you know... Yeah. And then he gets mad because... Well, and then she's like... Because he keeps pushing it. Yeah, she's like, what's what's this in for you? That's not the... <laughs> what's in it for you? What's in it for you? Wow. 
what's in it for you? He's like, just the pleasure of your company. You know, they're they're starting to Mm -hmm. spat. And then... So she storms off. She storms off. No problem. Then Bianca gets mad. She's like, you're ruining this for me. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I'm the only sophomore that was asked. And now you're ruining my life because you're a loser. Um, They don't get along, Bianca and Kat. Mm -hmm. Not, not Not that well. Especially since Kat has some issues. And we find out what happened between her and Joey in ninth grade. Yes. Kat used to date Joey. And they uh, did it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She said she didn't want to anymore because she wasn't ready. And he got mad. And she's got um, her little blackmail. She said that if we're or because Kat or Bianca's like, how come no one knows about this? How come I don't know about it? And she's Mm -hmm. like, because I told him if he ever told anyone, I would let the whole school know how small is, how tiny his dick is. Well, I think she would. I think she said she would tell the cheerleading team or whatever, which is a, enough. No, sure, then they'll get you know. out anyway. So yeah. <laughs> so they kind of bond in this moment. And then she sees. This is before prom, right? And she realizes Still? that she's robbing Bianca of being you know, yeah. young. Yeah. Even though she was trying to protect her, because she sees Bianca sitting on that swing outside. Yeah. And then she—that's when we. She looks. I've always thought she looks so young. On the swing. On the swing. Which is what I think you're supposed to do. Because she's wearing those Mary Jane shoes. Cat's looking at her. And she's wearing that dress. I mean, she's always wearing dresses because she's a dress person. I mean, she's, I think she's mental. But yeah. Ever, the first time I saw it, I'm like, God damn, she looks like she's 10. Because really, she embodies youth and Cat is. An old bitter woman. (laughs) The old spinster. (laughs) Yeah. She's the shrew. Yeah. So she's like, fine, I'll go. (laughs) I do like when they have prom. She's like, Cat comes down in her dress. Bye, Dad. I'm going to prom. Bye, Dad. I'm going to prom. Like, oh, home. funny. And then Bianca comes on. Bye, Dad. I'm going. <laughs> Wait, what is that? It's a dress. I keep hearing oh, that word a lot. <laughs> I almost quoted Clueless instead. What's that? A dress. Says Fred who? Siegel. That says who? Calvin Klein. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait. That's not this movie. Shit. Oh, where's my shirt? From, my, my white shirt from Fred Siegel. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so what happens at prom? Um, um, Kat discovers that her two favorite bands are there together, right? Letters to Cleo and Say Ferris. Because somehow... Patrick... Patrick knows people. He knows people, and he made a few phone calls, and he got them to perform. He called in the favor. Yeah, so she's like, holy fuck, maybe you're worth it. I still don't know how that happened. It's okay. Who, You're not supposed who to. Who does Patrick know? I want to know. He's. I want to know. Um, I do like when Joey comes shows up to pick up Bianca for prom. He just closes the door. Doesn't even say anything. Yeah. Uh, I strive to be a Larry Miller. Oh Jesus! Great. <laughs> um. Uh. She um. So at the prom, Cat finds out that he was taking money. Right, because they get, mm-hmm. um, so she gets mad at him again, storms off. Um, Bianca punches Joey because she finds out that, or he shows up and she's like, This is for me, this is for my sister, and that's for because well, he punches Cameron. Cameron. This is for punching my boyfriend, this is for me, and then this is for my sister. Yeah, she beats the shit out of him, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
So that was fun for her. She breaks his nose and he's got a, a nose ad. I have a next... nose ad tomorrow. <laughs> <sighs> nose cream or something. Yeah, something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, But Patrick makes it up to her by buying her a guitar. But before that, we don't know that until... No. She gets into... Or she's... Because they're assigned to read a sonnet, to write a sonnet. Yes, this fucking scene. If you don't feel emotion during this scene, you are a cold-blooded killer. I don't know what oh. words I'm saying. Okay. So they have to write a sonnet, and so Kat volunteers to go first. And it's how the movie gets its title, 10 Things I Hate About You. And it's... You could play a clip if you want. I, I might... Yeah, I might, I might have or at least the insert poem here. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. It's not long. No. Um, and it was first and only take. First and only take. She wasn't planning on crying, but she fucking does. And it looks like she's really... I mean, she's I w- really crying, but it looks like she didn't mean to and it caught her by surprise i I wonder if i didn't see any trivia about it but i wonder if she hadn't even seen that poem until that scene oh so she's cold reading it which would make it even nicer yeah i don't know you can ask her someday you know i don't know but it's yeah i mean she's really great in that scene the poem doesn't have a title no but but it you after you she started saying it, you're like oh this is like the title of the movie Mm -hmm. Because um, I think even though the title is more meant to be sort of uh, the same tempo as Taming of the Shrew, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, I don't know. It's sort of a take on that. Is it? Yeah. But I Did think you just the, come up with that I think the title own? is based on a poem that one of the writers wrote. Oh, I don't know. So it may have even been that poem. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's good. So then she... she Rushes out of Mr. Morgan's class. Yeah, because she's crying. Gets to her car. She sees a Fender Strat sitting in the driver's seat. Is that when she finds it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Because okay. he'd already, we didn't know this, but he'd already bought mm-hmm. it and put it in the car. Because he had some extra money. Some jackass paid him to take out this. Take out some girl, some... but he screwed it up because he fell for her. Yes, it's very sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's happy, even though she's going to Sarah Lawrence in three months. I don't know if you noticed, but when the shot pulls out, mm. you see the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And the, the letters in her spot, in her parking spot, are AFF. Okay. Indicating that she's probably in parking in staff parking. Because oh that's gosh. what she would do. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. No, I didn't notice that. But then you get that great helicopter shot. Of the school and, and letters to Cleo playing on the roof. Playing on the roof. Is that now 
we can assume that's sort of just movie fantasy. That's not actually happening in the school at... Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think there is. Hey, after school, go see a band yeah. playing on the roof of this tall-ass castle. But apparently it was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Both because of the height and the size of the platform and mm-hmm. the fact that they were told that the heli- helicopter costs $500,000 just to take so off. So don't fuck it up! Every time it takes off, it's costing them half a million dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah, they close it with uh, a cover of Cheap Tricks, I Want You to Want Me, which is better than the original. You can fight yeah, me like on it. It's a great version. You can end this with that. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, it's a... Do you feel like this movie is like an underrated teen comedy of the 90s? Because in the 90s there was... I don't know. Is this movie not appreciated as much? I mean, I think... I know there's... A lot of people say it's one of the better ones. But does it... Did at the time, do you think it got as much um, attention as like... Is it still more like of a cult kind of hit though than like She's All That kind of thing? Because She's All That's not that good. But it's beloved. Is it though? It's highly referenced. You know what's beloved is like can't hardly wait, which was a year. I've never seen a year that. before this, and I've never seen it. I think you would like it, and I don't think we own it. No, we don't because Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> okay, I refuse to own things with her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because of her big old titties. Big old titties. Um, I mean that was when you know, the original J Lo was, at her most powerful at her, it was apex jennifer love hewitt. it was apex jennifer love hewitt i mean it's right after <laughs> i know what you did last summer and that was 97 can't hardly wait it was 98 i think i saw i know what you did i did that's I, a great movie i think i did God, see that. that cast sarah michelle geller freddie prince jennifer love hewitt and i had the, it's such a great cast and for some reason i i had you used to have i, I still, still know what you did last we don't summer. anymore though Mm-mm. with brandy oh yeah brandy's in it <laughs> No, I know what you did last summer is a great movie. I have the book. It's right there. Right behind you. Lois Duncan. Okay. Cool. I know what you did last summer. I never read it, though. I should read it. It's a good summer movie. Um, I, I feel like this one, because of Heath Ledger, has grown in cult favorite just because of him. Sure. If Heath Ledger wasn't in this movie, A, it wouldn't be as good. Who, I mean, who else could do that role as, like, the bad boy who's so fucking charming that you just can't Keanu. help? Keanu. Okay, he's, like, 80. Seriously. Keanu Reeves in 1999 How as a high school student? Oh, yeah. Remember, he's, like, 55 right now. I, I, I'm still thinking of young Keanu, though. God. But, I mean... And, no, he couldn't do that. I mean, if you're thinking of the teen... I mean, it was Ryan Phillippe, Freddie Prinze... I'm just thinking of teen actors in the late 90s that were in all those dumb movies. All the people that were in Scream, I don't know. But then this unknown guy shows up and charms the pants off everyone. With his goddamn Australian accent. His Australian accent. Did you ever watch Roar? No. I don't think so. It was like that Fox show was on like Fridays at 9 o'clock. Like the worst time. Um... He was in Roar one season. I watched a few episodes. But, um, yeah, I think, because when Night's Tale was what, two years after this, 
but he still didn't really break out until hi what are you looking at just trivia okay too late yeah, i know i don't have any tri- i didn't write down any trivia i just wrote i just figured we'd have enough to talk about yeah we did um opinions on we said we we like julia styles huh i never used to like her around this time i was like Ugh. when i especially like when i saw her in the born identity i was like oh, what is oh she yeah, i do remember that yeah. i thought she was so miscast at the time i have to rewatch oh, it i liked her in that but... i thought she was way too young because oh, she I think, is, but i think she's supposed to be her character? Uh-huh. I, guess, She's like I have a... to rewatch it. This, I mean, this was what that was 2002, and I was still like, oh, Julie Styles, what the fuck is she doing in this movie? She doesn't make sense. The thing with she Julia, might make sense now. the thing with Julia Styles, she has such fine blonde hair. Okay. That when she's made to look like she's not wearing any makeup or very little makeup, her eyebrows disappear. Oh yeah, because they're the same tone as her skin. She was. She has that real fine baby hair kind of thing. So it looks like she. A lot of the time, she looks like she doesn't have any fucking eyebrows. Oh, just because okay, it, it all matches in. She's eleven years younger than Matt Damon. I know that they're a, supposed to be a couple or anything. It's just I felt like she was just way too young to be in the movie. Well, because she's like the, almost like the like in, intern. The intern of the. Do you know that CIA her her know. mother is a, a potter? Like a potter, not like a yeah, yeah, yeah. last. Um, I wanted to see her her run in the nineties. Like when she it starts with this movie in nineteen ninety nine. That's crazy ass run. And let's you count the six did you watch the sixties? Yeah, I did. That made for T V <laughs> series. <laughs> she I that's the first thing I NBC, ever saw. NBC, right? Maybe. Probably. That's why they did all those. That's why she had that long blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Same year. So, 10 Things I Hate About You. I know she's in San Francisco and shit. And in that. 2000, <laughs> she has three movies. Down to You. What is that? That's with Freddie Prince Jr. Um, I couldn't tell you the plot. Saw it. I saw it because I liked uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Okay. Um, Hamlet, which I love. I love that version. Oh, with Ethan Hawke. Yeah. She plays Ophelia. Mm-hmm. I wrote a paper on that version. In they college. At the, at the Guggenheim too, right? Yeah, she drowns herself. Yeah, she her. falls down. Yeah. God, such a good... Oh, yeah. It was so weird. I just remember that scene where he's doing that famous Hamlet monologue mm-hmm. in a blockbuster. And, oh, okay. and the Lion King is playing uh-huh. behind uh-huh. him, which, you know, yeah, Lion yeah, yeah. King is Hamlet. Yeah. I was just... You know, that was a my, my peak, like, I'm such a movie nerd time, 2000. <laughs> I was like, this is the most smart movie I've ever seen. But no, I really loved it. Um, State in Maine, which I never saw. Oh, yeah. Which she did in 2000. That's with the, um, William H. Macy, isn't it? I think so. It sounds familiar. Right. Yeah. And then 2001, Save the Last Dance, which is huge. Mm-hmm. That's a huge movie. It's bigger than this one. Is that that, was that with that uh, Sean... Sean Patrick Thomas. Yeah. Not Sean Patrick Flannery. No. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, the Business of Strangers, which I don't know what that is. I don't know that one. And then O... Oh, yeah. Did we see O together? We might have. I because I have the movie stub ticket. Josh Hartnett. Yep. Uh, I think it's uh, Mackay Pfeiffer, right? Yes. What happened to him? And then Born Identity, which I was like, okay, Nikki. But just that run alone. Well, even still, it kind of keeps on going. A guy thing. I don't know what that is. Carolina. 
Mona Lisa's smile. She kind of gets back into it in 2003. Is that Julia Roberts? Yeah. Mona She's Lisa's smile. Teacher. The Prince and Me, which I fucking love. What the it's, fuck is that? It's not good. It's like the Princess Star. Like if the Princess Diaries wasn't as good, <laughs> she meets. She falls in love with the prince. Is that a She's a movie or was that? Yeah. Like a, oh. Um, it spawns sequels. She's only in the first one. She plays a student at University of Wisconsin, oh my God. and she meets a prince. Okay. You know me. I love. Yeah, I know you love horrible princes. movies. <laughs> and then she does Born Supremacy, and then. You know, a lot of stuff I never heard of. She does Ultimatum, obviously, but then but she's still doing stuff. Yeah, I just yeah. haven't heard of any of it, okay. except for Jason Bourne in 2016. All movies or TV? This is all movies. Oh, okay. She does TV a little bit. Oh, she's in Dexter for a while, which I never watched. I never watched that. That's what she's been doing most cool. of the time. Oh, good. Good for her. Maybe 10 episodes. Anyway, I... Didn't really appreciate her when she was at her peak, but I'm glad I can go back and be like, wow, she was a pretty great teen teen star. She's, you know, smarter than a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a Claire Danes. She didn't, she didn't go nuts, which. No, she's, um, you know, she got really popular, but she stayed cool about it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Was before, she kept her shit together. It was before the time, you know, it's a whole decade before, like, the time of Lindsay Lohan and all that shit, mm. so. Yeah. Um, Heath, we obviously know, tragically. Ugh. Gross. We still have, like, three other Heath movies to talk about. Andrew Keegan did some weird church thing. Andrew Keegan started a church in Venice, and they got shut down because they were um, illegally handing out kombucha. It's such a, a Venice story. It's such a, it's such an <laughs> LA thing. I'm just, <sighs> and I mean, people are like, oh, it's like a cult, and some people are like, no, it's more just like Buddhist or you know, Kabbalah. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt obviously became a pretty big star. Got you know, became friends with Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Yeah. Got to be in a few of his movies. Um, a lot of leading man type, you know, he's into music. I think he has like his own like record label and stuff, right? Record. Re- I don't, I know Elijah Wood does. I don't, yeah. They're the same, <laughs> they're the <laughs> same guy. Filmography. I can't look at how long it is. Jeez. And he's, I mean, what, three years younger than me? No, he's two years younger. He's the same age as Julia Stiles. 1981. I mean, he's just, you know, goofing off with Zoe Edition. What's your favorite of the Joseph Gordon-Levitt roles what, that you've seen? Oh, I don't know. I did like him in Inception. God, that jacket. All those jackets. All the, all the suits in Inception. All the jackets. Um, Dark Knight Rises? He's Robin, right? Well, Kinda. they don't really say that, but um, he's John Blake. I mean, he's Dick Grayson. He's like. Dick Grayson. I never saw Looper. I still kind of want to. Because, no, I know. Um, Me neither. I haven't seen it um, either. You know, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I don't know. I like uh, 500 Days of Summer. I hate that movie. Yeah, I know. I love it, it. I hate it so much. Do you think now, people are like, oh, it's problematic now. Why? I don't know. Am I not woke enough to see it? I don't know. It, it's hard to watch, though. Oh, it is it's, hard to watch. 
It's a depressing movie. It is. Yeah. I know. It's so good, and I fucking hate it. The first thing I ever saw him in was a made-for-TV movie right after... Back and find it. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, God. Anyway, it's called Miracle on I-880. It was about the San Francisco, the... The earthquake? Or Paltaloma. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know what I mean. The 89 earthquake. Uh-huh. Uh, Miracle on um, I- Interstate I-880 or something. Anyway. I don't see it on filmography. I swear to God, it's in it. Uh, Back to the beach and too. Then, yeah, David Krumholtz, uh, who's fucking funny. He's, you mentioned his comedic timing and delivery. He's such a. He's one of those. How old was he then? Because he, he's probably older than. He's we one think. of those kids that was like, "What are you, forty or 17? <laughs> no, he's a year younger than me. I mean, you're older than me. Okay, so he would have been twenty-one when he was twenty it. when this came out. So I mean, he's forty-two. No, he looks the same though. <laughs> I mean, he's one of those kids. Like, he could either be nineteen or forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> but he's so goddamn funny. Oh, look at him at the premiere of Serenity with that long curly hair. Mister Universe. Mister Universe. Um. Yeah, he's. No, he's, he's, he's delightful. And of course. The following year, we'll see. We'll, we'd see uh, Gabriel Union and bring it on. Such a much better character for her. She's amazing. I love She's her so great much. In that movie, she has like the most perfect skin. She's so pretty, and she, she always has perfect skin. God damn it! Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this movie just watched it last night made me so happy, and it's mm-hmm. it's smart and it's funny. And the perform all the performances are are good. Oh yeah. Um, we got Heath Ledger out of it. Yeah. Who knows? And you know, you know who I, I really like. And no lines. Maybe three scenes mm-hmm. is Heath Ledger's friend, that other punker. Oh, that punk that. The other punky, punker. Yeah. With the bald guy. <laughs> who? Hey, takes take a cigarette, cigarette out of it from class. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have any lines, but he's kind of always hanging around him he's, in the beginning, at least. I wonder what happens to him. Does he's he he's constantly with him? cleaning up Patrick's shit, basically. He's just <laughs> keeping him out of too much trouble. I was thinking this last night after the movie. Do you think Kat and Patrick's relationship lasts for very long? Heath and Julia Stiles didn't last. Did, were they dating? Uh-huh. Aw, that's cute. Of course they didn't last. But do you think, you know, because the movie ends, oh, they're happy. But we get summer and then we get her going all the way across the country to college. I don't think he's going to follow her there. Well, he's not going to go to college on his own. So he can, he'll move wherever she moves. Do you think she'll want him to do that? I don't know. I was thinking last night. I'm like, oh, she'd want him to do whatever he wants to do. Mm. She'd want him to find his own way. You know, find his path, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. And if his path is her, yeah. then, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I always like to assume that they just end up together. Everyone, every happy they ending, all get that's married. how it is. <laughs> they all get married. Uh, any other 
funny scenes. I've got a dick in my face, don't I? <laughs> when I do like that, I found a little piece of trivia that, because Andrew Keegan draws a dick on David Cromwell's yeah. face. Uh-huh. And I guess he didn't know how. So David Cromwell had to show him how to draw a dick. Let me show you what it looks like. <laughs> and it's, a, it's, it's kind of perfect. I mean, oh, shit. <laughs> the, the tip of the dick ends at the beginning oh, of his God. mouth. <laughs> I mean, and Andrew Keegan's drawing perfect boobs on the lunch tray. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Mm, sorry, I'm reading Larissa Olenek. Olenek. So, I, and I guess Olenek, maybe. Um, yeah. Letters to Cleo also performed in Babysitters Club with Larissa. Really? <laughs> so it's, it's that's the second time she's been in a thing oh, where I they performed. <laughs> I used to have that movie on VHS. No, I don't. Okay. I just saw the words restraining order. Ooh. Did she go nuts? No, in 2000, in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, Ol- Ol- How did I say it? I said it right the last time. Olenek was granted a restraining order against one of her fans who claims she was so obsessed she he changed his last name to hers. Ooh, creepy. As well as leaving gifts for her at her mother's apartment. Oh, that's, that's gross. Yeah. Well, Babesers Club was her second movie. This was her fourth. And I really haven't seen or heard of anything else. Yeah. Is she still working though? Or? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, TV. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cool. Good for her. Some stage. Okay. Uh, any other highlights of this? She um, f- seems like a stage person. Mm, maybe. But. She appeared as a young Cosette. Name is. No, I'm good. Um, God, I don't. I mean, I'm sure I had others that I for I've already forgotten. Paintball scene is fun. The my only issue with the paintball scene is it's balloons that they're throwing and not shooting. But that's fun though. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of. I'd rather do that than guns. No, I know, but I mean, I've just I've never heard of that. That seems. Horribly messy. <laughs> it's very messy, yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. It's just a great movie. It's on yeah. Disney Plus. Um because if Disney Disney owns it now, it's Touchstone Pictures. Um, it was weird seeing <clears throat> the Touchstone Pictures logo. Very nostalgic. 90s. Like, oh wow. Very nineties. Yeah. When waiting to find a, a TriStar Pictures one next. <laughs> The Hollywood, Pegasus. Hollywood Pictures, The Sphinx. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we, should we go to Google? Um, Yeah, if you haven't seen it and you have Disney+, Plus, give it a watch. Um, You will, I think you would really love it. Even you know, watch it with your preteen kids. I know, I think, sure. you know, I didn't say kids, but she does flash her teacher. Of course, that's the, like, the one scene that our daughter watched. She's like, what are you watching? She's well, I mean, you don't see anything. You just see no, a you back. don't. We're just kind of like because she was seventeen at the time of this movie. True. Uh, okay, I guess that's it for that. Okay, you we'll take pick it out for, of the 
I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Hey, Google. Pick a number. Oh, you know what? I didn't talk about how much money this movie made. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Hey, Google, stop. Just really quick because I looked it up while we were talking. So uh, really quick, just to get our numbers down. Uh, budget was $16 million. That's it? 16 Yeah. Not, uh, $16 million. Not much. No. I mean, paying you know, for the school and paying, paying for, for a bunch of kids. Location shots, yeah. And um, a helicopter it, that cost $500,000. So because it was um, released the same day as The Matrix, it was number two at the domestic box office. Okay. Um, but it made $53.5 million. Good for... So that's I pretty mean, good. For like a non-action, non-comedy, really. Non-franchise, just it's a, a teen It's a teen movie. drama, kind of. It's a teen comedy. There's yeah, no dr- sure. There's high school drama. Well, it's... But, I mean, this, you know, was a time when people were going to theater to see teen comedies. Yeah. So, it was... You know, that was what you were seeing. Were we, there any real names in this movie? No. Like, you, no. you would go in not knowing really who anybody was. Unless you watched, like, Third Rock from the Sun. Right. And you know who Jessica Gordon-Levitt was. Kind but of. Yeah. I mean, you would kind of no know. No one else. I mean, a lot of them, it was their first, yeah. first, you know, at the beginnings of their... But, like I said, if you're a teen, you're like, oh, that teen movie looks fun. Looks... I mean, good for good for them. I mean... Yeah. And now they're all someone. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Got my numbers. Okay. Hey, Google. What was that? Oh. Pick a number between 1 and 214. 43. 43. Still only counts as one. The Count of Monte Cristo. I love that movie. I haven't seen this movie in forever. I love the book. I love the movie. Yeah, the book is really big. It's a big tiny, book. maybe an e-book. The words are too tiny in the one that we have. <laughs> I don't like reading books with tiny words, tiny letters. Okay, Count of Monte Cristo. Um, who's in this? Uh, Jim Caviezel. Yeah, Jesus. Gay, gay guy, guy Pierce. Pierce? That's a it. very young Henry Cavill. Yeah. Uh, Richard Harris. Yep. And some chick, I don't remember who it is. Oh, yeah. Directed by Kevin Reynolds of Prince of Thieves fame. I love this movie. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good story. And it's probably been like 15 years since I've seen it. So. It's, yeah, I've, I haven't seen it in but a But we used to watch it a lot. Because mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. Counted Monte Cristo. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but hey, it might be. I, I Did you do the Rotten Tomatoes for 10 things? No. I didn't. God, you're bad at this. I know. Uh, Any Look at all this the... dead air. <laughs> I, know. I don't know where I'm going to find it. Because I didn't really. Oh, yes, because I didn't finish my. My. What's it called? Your notes. 68. Hmm? That's not very high. No. That should be a little higher. I think now it would be. Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger add strong performances to an unexpectedly clever script, elevating 10 things slightly above typical teen fare. This came out the same year as a movie that I don't like with Melissa Joan Hart. 
drive me crazy drive me crazy <laughs> and there's each movie has their fan base and they argue all the time okay i've never I seen i am anti drive me crazy i've never seen and it. pro 10 things so Adrian Grenier, Michelle, uh-huh. Michelle, Blake. yeah, I know, and Britney Spears. Britney Spears is in it. Eh, she's at the party scene oh. or <sighs> video. Stop. I don't know. You drive me crazy. Anyway, okay, sixty-eight percent. They like Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger. Well, I, I think because this movie's hard to categorize because it's not really anything. None of those teen movies were in the nineties. Yeah, they were just teen movies. Now. In two in twenty twenty, you got to be something, or else you're nothing. What is that? I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying, these movies go straight to Netflix now. Movies like this don't get released in theaters. Well, no movies are getting released in theaters. Um, Corona. Quick story: I watched um, the movie Can uh, Contagion today, which is it's now back on HBO. Uh, and I know everyone's saying, "Don't watch it! Don't watch it!" It'll freak you out. And yes, it did freak me out, but it was so accurate that I can't even, I'm just watching going, oh my God, this is exactly how the world has been the past two months. It's like looking into a society mirror. My God, I think everyone should watch it. All those people who want to reopen and shit, watch this movie and then decide if you want to reopen or not. What are you looking at? I'm looking at, well, I'm looking at Cassie. <laughs> my saggy pajamas <laughs> okay count to monte cristo watch contagion if you want um you'll sleep like a baby afterwards <laughs> um yeah find us on any of the we are not exclusive to any podcast hosts so don't feel like we're you gonna can find us on spotify on apple on <laughs> stitcher on, on- the other one. Uh, Pocket Cast and Overcast and Pandora. Are we on Pandora? I have no I don't idea. Do people listen to that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of. Um, You can, uh, if you want to rate us, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. Can't do it anywhere else. Yeah. Tell a friend. Sure. I don't know. You can follow us. On- I haven't been tweeting. Fuck it. Oh, I dropped the Twitter ball again. I'm not surprised. God damn it. It was good for a few a weeks. day. And you had one tweet. Here's a new episode. Oh, no. I, tweet, <laughs> I know. I do it when they come out. And I haven't done uh, that in a couple. I just realized. Alrighty. Shit. Well, maybe on Sunday when this drops. Sure. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's not even the song you're going to end with. I know. Okay. I need you. Bang, 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 bang,